Welcome back to Cargumentative, a show in which a jet lag journalist speaks to some grumpy professionals about cars. <laughs> Not grumpy. <laughs> Only one of us is you grumpy. You guys are Only one of us is a grumpy professional. Really, huh? No, but we actually, no, you're actually the only cheerful person. I'm, yeah, I'm always yeah. cheerful. Yeah, but I mean, like the rest of us, I mean, you've just traveled all the way from, uh, from the way. Middle East. Yeah. Um, and you were up for 26 hours. 26 you, consecutive hours. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the dock has lots of reasons to be grumpy. Mm. Um, and I have I, many reasons to be happy. I have a massive hangover. Um, <laughs> but but we've actually managed to, to come through this, through like, we got it old together. Time, yeah, we, we and, so Tom, and and we and we, and we can pull through because of the tequila. It shows dedication, and and it, and it shows that we're here to you know for our fans. It's for, for our, our fans, fans. exactly. It's cheap tequila, Mark. Yeah, it is. It's brutal tequila. So what were you doing in the Middle East? So I flew to uh, Bahrain. Are we to doing go, the news? Is this the news? Yeah, it's the news. Okay. Okay. So we're doing, okay. Yeah. So I flew to Bahrain to go and drive uh, the new Panamera and Panamera Sport Turismo GTS models. Nice. Which and is very cool. Business class flight? Of course. Wow. Yeah. Treated like royalty? Yeah. Well, uh, you know, I am a professional. So, you actually, you know, I deserve you, a certain amount You haven't of, mentioned that before. Um, no. And you were drinking 200 rand beers, huh? 200 rand beers and uh, 400 rand shots of uh, whiskey. So give, really, us, yeah? give us a play-by-play. Yeah. Of what? You arrive. The bar. Um, Someone comes to meet you at the airport. Yeah, so you arrive, a, a man picks you up, you get into a, a GMC because they're big and comfortable. Then you get driven to the Four Seasons Hotel, which is part, quite possibly the most hideous building in Bahrain. Uh, but it has its own private beach, which is quite cool. So we had a, a day off to just recover and get into things. Nice. Um, so there was some. Beer. How hot was it? Uh, not that hot. It was about. 26 degrees. Oh, that's cool. So I hung out, had a swim, relaxed. Uh, then uh, in the evening we had a press conference. And uh, it was quite cool. We got to hang out with uh, racing drivers, Porsche factory drivers. There was Kevin Estre and uh, Michael Christensen, who were in the Pink Pig. Uh, at Le Mans. At uh-huh. Le Mans, which we all know. So that was quite cool. Love got to hang thing. out. And I, t- I told them about the time I got caught in a hotel fire drill by mistake, which he found was... Very, very funny. <laughs> Good. Um, and then the next <laughs> Always morning. Always entertaining, Mr. Falcon. Always entertaining. And then in the morning, we headed out. We did a, a drive around Bahrain, which isn't the most fun you can do uh, in a car because basically. It's all desert. It's all desert, and they are, they are super strict when it comes to fines. Really? Yeah. So uh, Porsche put a little booklet in the cars with a rundown of how much the various fines are. Oh, really? And um, jumping a red robot is a 20,000 rand fine. Really? Because the exchange rate is like 40 to 1. Wow. So did, you take a, did you take an SUV and make it drive on two wheels? No, I didn't do I didn't want to do anything. I didn't I, go over 60. I've seen lots of videos like that. Yeah. Yeah, they do crazy stuff there. But I think that's more up in Saudi. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. How was the car? The meat of, of, of the whole you know, Panamera GTS sandwich was going to the track. So we went to the Bahrain uh, Formula 1 track. Um, and we got to do a daytime stint on the short track, and then at night they turned the spotlights on for us, and we did a nighttime stint. Oh, on that's the big. That's been awesome. That was, was very that, cool. Was that Yas Marina? That's no, 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 no. no it's in Bahrain. Yas Marina is in Abu Dhabi. Yeah. Ah. Um, I'm sorry, I'm getting my Emirates mixed up. So Actually, this is the one watch Formula One, and this is where don't. where they have the. Who does? I strictly I watch don't every watch Formula single one. race. Why? It's awful. 
No, no. The last race actually was phenomenal. Not the, sorry, not this one. The one before was absolutely phenomenal. We had actually all the podium places weren't even decided until like literally the second last lap. Do they still overtake each other in the pits? No, this was overtaking on the track, and actually it was phenomenal. It really, <laughs> okay. it actually was probably one of the best races I've seen. Okay, so one race that I maybe should have watched in the last decade. Oops. <laughs> We're getting sidetracked. Yeah, tell us we about are. the GTS. We digress. So basically, yeah, Panamera GTS, it's, it, it's the thinking man's Panamera Turbo, because you're getting the same engine, the 4-liter V8 twin turbo. Um, you're getting a whole bunch of sort of nice exterior trim, interior detailing, Alcantara, Sport Chrono Pack, all that kind of stuff, which is n- nice to have. And um, but that's what all their GTS models are about. Yeah, it just fills They're the basically gap. a very well specced normal one. Exactly, but here you're getting you're getting the turbo engine. So you get the better motor, yeah, which is cool. Which has been slightly detuned, but basically it's the same thing. Okay. So if you bought one second hand and um, it got out of its motor plan, I'm sure you could just you know flash software the hell out of it and get it back up to turbos. But <laughs> well, let's actually, not encourage that with Porsches. No. Well, it was actually in the news this week was an article around the badging on the Porsches and how it doesn't really make that much sense anymore. I mean, you've got turbos, which used to be the turbocharged cars. Now you've got all all turbocharged 911s. And the turbo is now just the highest output turbo. Or is it yeah, tr- exactly. And it's, so it's just. But is there? I'm just trying just to think of which now. cars aren't turbocharged. So the GT3 isn't. GT3. GT3 RS isn't. No. And that's it. is that it? Yeah. Cayman, Cayman GT4. Well, that's oh, that, not really, that not really, anymore, not really no. a current model. So that's the only 911 or any Porsche you can buy that's not turbocharged. Mm. GT3. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Wow. Good point. We'd yeah. have to. We'll, at some point in the future, we'll have to sort of dissect the mm. 911 range because I know that's, that's something that Many our people. listeners we have listeners by the way 400, it's, it's 400 some, four, people we think we have 400 of them um, that our listeners are interested in <laughs> dissecting the 911 range um, okay. making sense of it but anyway just to like praise it great performance out on the track for a big GT car. I mean, this thing wasn't really made to go around Grand Prix circuits, but it was it was it was fast, turned in really well, um, and the brakes were phenomenal. I mean, the main straight there is probably about give or take one kilometer, and and we were hitting the anchors at about two hundred and forty k's, like lap after lap. And it's a big car. And no, and no problems on the brakes. Eh? No problems on no, the brakes. No, no Lamborghini type. No Lamborghini. Which was which is impressive. So yeah. I mean, you're getting a really capable. A car which you could take onto a track for a, a track day. Um, and you'd you also take uh, the dog for a walk. That's what I was going to say. Put it's, the dogs in the back. Yeah. It's, ex- it's, it's really cool. And the Sport Turismo in that just looks... Oh, I was going to say. So what the, it sport, is, the Sport Turismo is the one to have for yeah. sure. So what it is is kind of a, a low-down SUV. So it's got all the functionality of an mm. SUV without having the ground clearance. But But you can raise it as well because when, oh. I, when I did my road trip in, in the 4S, it had like this clever, you know, because it has a three-chamber air oh, suspension. Yeah, so it can lift itself So up. you get the special access mode but how which much raises. What, 10 centimeters? No, no, yeah. More? It's, it's, about, it's about 10, 10 centimeters. Well, it's a lot, actually. It makes a big difference. Yeah. Just, I mean, here's a, here's a little question. The, the Sport Turismo, really, I mean, I, I've got a thing for wagons, and I just, and, you know, the Sport Turismo is the station wagon version of the Panamera. 
Do you not think mm. that on the Cayenne they actually went far too conservative? It's actually just it, it really is an SUV. Like it's not it's not a Porsche. They the Panamera Turbo. Oh, the, uh, sorry, the, the the Sport Turismo should be actually what the the Cayenne is. They should have actually made the Cayenne look something Sportier. like that. You think sport here? Yeah. No, like well, just basically. That's a big even Cayenne they, fan of the <laughs> next car. After using one for many, many weeks while Porsche tried to figure out. Grudgingly admits that the Cayenne was brilliant. Um, yeah, as much as it hurts, it's true. <laughs> and so if, if we're arguing that the Panamera is really an SUV with uh, a lower center of gravity, well, um, there's not much to lose and mm. everything to gain. Yeah, yeah. probably it agreed. might be yeah. the way to go. Tom says it's brilliant, so it is, yeah. and, and, he's uh, professional. and he is a professional. And, a professional. So and I is. came in a very early Panamera um, tonight as well. Oh, you did! <laughs> I did. I did. A two plus two Porsche. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I'm just a wrap up. Eight. But I, I just want to point out that the the braking was by PCCB, so that's Porsche Composite brakes, mm. so ceramic composite. Uh, are they optional? Yes, they're optional. On the GTS. Yeah. Okay, optional. so the braking performance that you're experiencing is not standard on the GTS. No. Which is something Doesn't to Porsche have a new material they're using in their brakes? Tungsten, Tungsten carbides. carbides. Yeah. Um, oh, that's, that's another first option. First premiered, I believe, I stand to be corrected, on the Series 1 Lotus Elise. Oh, yeah. And oh. disappeared for 20 years and came back now in Porsche. Uh, it's a very it's expensive an option. option. It's underneath the PCCB, but above the normal steel brakes. Oh. Quite interesting. Well, well there we go. The mm-hmm. So, just well, to wrap that up, because there's yeah. more news we need to talk about. Yeah. Um, Panamera GTS, the Thinking Man's uh, Panam- Panamera Turbo, uh, should be coming out here soon and should hopefully be under two mop two bar. So, just oh. Fully oh, really? it's a yeah. gift. <laughs> anyway, A lot of money, but uh, check them out yeah. when they're three years old. Agreed. Okay. And a million. Next rand. piece of news. Next piece of thing before we get accused of talking too much about Porsches. Okay. Again, um, we're going to talk about McLaren. Uh, oh. McLaren's brought out a 90s concept car. <laughs> no, it is <laughs> yes, not. They have. It is a they really have, eh? No, they really, they really, really have. It's just. It's a Jaguar XJ220 with a long tail. And there's nothing wrong with an XJ220. Oh. In it's the 90s. It's ahead of its time. It's not. It's going it's back to. It's called the Speed Tail. Okay, yes. The McLaren Speed Tail. And it's being it, designed put it in context to go for us, really, Mark. really fast. Huh? Context. So it is a three-seater, which is which I is suppose, like the original F1, which I suppose is the most special part of the whole concept. Uh, we don't know what motor it's got. We know we it's going to be a hybrid. hybrid. We know it's going to have over a thousand horsepower. They said, yeah, and it's slippery. So it's mm. not designed to go quickly around so in other the words, track. This is the absolute top of the range McLaren to buy at the moment. Well, no. No. It is, but it's not in the same segment as the Senna. So it's not a track car because it doesn't ex- have expensive than the Senna. It is more expensive, yeah. but it, it's in a different segment. So it doesn't have the downforce of the Senna or the LTs, but it is faster than a straight line. Yeah. Where you can use that, I don't know. No, no they're, they're talking what over four hundred k's now. Yes, over four hundred kilometers an hour tops. So they're, they're probably going for a record. They're going to try and beat the Koenigsegg and the. The Chiron, yep, Chiron. Yeah, it's a Chiron. Yep, yep. So they want some kind of record, and it's it's cool, man. It's got those little uh, ailerons at the back. At the back, yeah, active, active. Made out of uh, with a flexible carbon. Lovely stuff. 
Lovely jubbly. But wait, yeah, what's but not to like? Yeah, well, I mean, I think that... How it looks, the way it looks is yeah, what's not yeah. to like. It I mean, looks like someone objective. dusted off a 90s concept car. Yeah, it does. Yeah, 20 years awful. later. 90s was the best era. And here we are. Here, just take this. It's fine. We'll charge one and a half million pounds. All us. sold. Hmm. How bada, many are they making? Bada hmm. bing. 130 something, I think. Same number as the F1. I'd rather have a Hennessy Venom. 107, is it? I believe so. Okay. Well, I mean, the Hennessy Venom, if you're going to just want to go fast, I mean, that, that's what these things are for, you know, a straight line. Yeah. But the center, for me, is is the real thing. I mean, I know Nadav doesn't like the I styling, like and, the, and, the, well. and the real wing is the real wing is, Guys, is, is, is if, ungainly. If you're listening to this, just Google McLaren Center. You should know that this is an actual real thing. It exists. You could buy it if it wasn't sold. We have out. one in South Africa. So the, we, we do. Yes. One arrived in That's South Africa. That's part of the news is one that just arrived this week. As Congratulations. Did, as did a Bugatti Veyron that was imported Indeed. through Zimbabwe. Hermes edition. Because, oh yes, Hermes, absolutely. But, um, what edition? Hermes. Hermes. That's with an yes. H. Um, but and the reason that they're going through Zim is because these things are left-hand drive. They can't be registered ah. in South Africa. And, and, and funny enough, I've got a real problem with with the the authorities. You got cars that are what thirty, forty million rand cars. The duty on those cars wouldn't be an issue for people um, who are buying them. Yeah, the fiscus could do with that money. So instead of getting massive things, money and, and they're now yeah. finding their way onto South African roads, but on Zim plates. Mm. So it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, absolutely yeah. not. Now, here's, a, here's an interesting question. The McLaren Speedtail being a three-seater with a central driving position, is that going to be okay? They, really? don't, they don't have a box for it's that. A, it's an interesting it's, no they box can't tick that. that. It's not right-hand drive nor left-hand drive. You tick both. Yeah, that's actually quite clever. <laughs> Can Interesting be sold anyway. point. Never thought of that before. Yeah, no, no I thought of it because my my favourite obsession. Are you on BAC, the waiting the, list, Mark? The BAC Mono. <laughs> oh, ah, BAC Mono. Very nice. That you'd have the same problem. Very nice. Um, you'd try and is get it a problem through. or is it a not problem? Well, I don't know. It's certainly, it's uh, a BAC Mono is a single seater. Um, looks sort of like an F1 car that like for the road. But it would be interesting to see whether or not they would have a problem having the driver in the middle. Do you know what's more interesting than a BAC Mono? Is the fact that Toyota oh, here we go. Uh, might be bringing back the MR2 as an EV sports car. When you say might, it also means they might not. Yeah, but so they probably will. They probably will because they're, they're upping their sports game. Uh, but in fairness, the MR2s have always been pretty good. And yeah. you've owned one. I have owned one. The yeah. only way they have to go in their sports game is up. So, of course, they're upping it. Uh, i got a question for you. Mm. I mean, and, and this is an interesting one. So, Kia or Toyota? Toyota. Because of the heritage. Actually, I'm going to go with um, Kia. Yeah. I, Why? I because they've come further. Oh. They haven't come further. Of Kia's not. Have. No, man. Kia was, a- making, uh, was making washing machines last year. Now they're bringing out your favorite car. The Stinger. Yeah. Toyota has pedigree. Toyota's been Toyota's in Toyota's been making cars for hundreds of years. They still haven't learned how. Toyota's won Le Mans. No, they, they yeah. didn't. Did they win them all? Yes, they did. <laughs> of course, they won more. Only entrant. Doesn't count. No, no, no. You <laughs> won all race. You can say exactly the same thing about Audi, who won that race like three times when there was no competition. After they had, oh, agreed. Oh no, I totally agree. So, but but Audis are cool. But you, we arguing Kia? I mean, they got R8s and not things like Audi that. and Toyota. Kia and Toyota are incomparable. I'm sorry, this is not even an argument. Arguments. Toyota has exactly. forty or fifty or sixty years worth of experience. What was that Uber I went in today? <laughs> I went in an Uber last night. It was the worst Uber I've yeah. ever had in my life. <laughs> I think 
think it was a Honda. All right. A Honda and Kia are the same thing. Enough of right, this. Yeah. yeah. We're going to take a break. And when we get back, we're going to answer some listener questions. Welcome back to Cargumentative. In this segment, we are going to be answering some listener questions because we believe it's not all about arguing and expressing weird opinions, but we actually want to give you, the listener, some valuable motoring advice. And so... Can yes. I just say... Yes. If you have any questions, you can get hold of us on... At, at Tom Faulkner 111. So that's my hashtag on Twitter. Um, you can just at me, at Tom Faulkner 111. And if there's any questions or queries or you want to know how many cars Mike actually has, um, just, you know, just at me. Yeah. So cool. without much further ado, Nadav, you've got a, a list of... Uh, got a list of questions of, from a listener, from two listeners, in fact. Excellent. As we alluded to previously, we, we have actual listeners who, who send us, they know us personally, so they send us to directly. So I'm going to read it in my most professional deadpan. And then we're going to try and answer you. you okay. And, so. and we certainly appreciate that, that you're taking the time to ask uh, questions. Thank <laughs> you, guys. Appreciate it. Okay. So um, please do, <clears throat> excuse me, I'll try that again. Please do a section on why the G 911 GT2 RS is the most powerful Porsche. Because it is. Because they made it that way. But why? But is it the most powerful Porsche? Yeah, it's the most powerful production. Well, Carrera GT? 918 Spider? It's not yeah, production. But no, current production. Porsche. Current production, okay. Yeah. okay. So, yeah, give, so give them a break. They might not realize that. And it's a 911. So it's, it's the most powerful 911? Well, I mean, I think what's interesting about it for me is that think about the, the original GT2. Um, the Widowmaker, the, the, the 993. No, no, the 993. Now, I remember, because there are a couple in the country, I remember racing uh, in, the, in the Porsche Club uh, time trial series and watching those things. They had 450, 480 horsepower, um, and they were considered to be ridiculously powerful. Now you're talking about this. It's got 700, 700 horsepower. 700 horsepower. So, so basically, it's the 911 Turbo S motor. That they've turned up to 11 and made two-wheel drive two -wheel instead drive. of four-wheel drive. Yeah. So they've taken made more power to fewer wheels, which makes it cray-cray. Yeah. Mm. I must admit, I, I was I was at um, the shops about two months ago, and there were two cars parked there. One was a GT2 RS, and it was parked next to a 720 McLaren, which actually is an interesting race, those two. I mean, oh, yeah. 700 horsepower, 720 horsepower. The interesting thing was that all the kids and uh, and people were like going up to the McLaren. I was like, you're, wrong looking, car. you're looking at the wrong car. Yeah. That's the unicorn. So thanks, Mark, for your opinion, but you haven't answered the question at all. <laughs> and so the um, we all well we appreciate your input. Our <laughs> listener is still completely in the dark. They still and clever. So the answer to why the GT2 RS is the most powerful Porsche is because it's the absolute top of the range of the 911. So there's a myriad range of 911s. A 911 is the two-seater rear-engine sports car from Porsche, and there are a myriad of them, and they're it's very complicated and everyone tells me all the time how complicated the 911 range is and what's a Carrera and what's a this and what's a that. So to simplify, the GT2 RS is the top, 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 top of the range and that's always the most powerful available 911. And why is it's twin turbocharged, flat six, 3.8 litre 
Is it? to be corrected. Not the 4-litre. It's not a 4-litre turbo. Okay. And um, it's turned up all the way to 700 horsepower. It uses variable geometry turbos, two of them with water cooling. So it's got an uh, independent water cooling system that cools the turbos, which is the reason that it can extract so much power. And I hope, uh, dear listener, that that answers your question. Well, well and, and let's carry on about that. So you actually have to fill up a separate tank correct, for yeah. the water. In the front. distilled water. That's right. But also, That's before cool. you mention anything, Mark, I wanted to say that the 911 range actually stretches from about, what, 350 horsepower? All the way up to over 700. Yeah, that's about right. So which, which to a layman almost looks like the same car. Yes. Mm. And that's amazing. Yeah, also, we've been talking amazing. horsepower. So 700 horsepower because, uh-huh. we, you know, we, we, Sorry, we, we don't work freaking. in… 480 odd kilowatts? 515 kilowatts. 515. That's a lot. So, so interesting lot. actually. The, so the GT um, badging, where it actually comes from… At Le Mans, uh, in the endurance racing, there was a there were was a class called GT2, and then there was GT3. Um, there was GT1 as well. So that's that's where it basically came from. Okay. And now Porsche has basically taken the uh, the GT3, made it. Uh, it's a normally aspirated car. The GT2 is a turbocharged car, and then the GT4 they've basically just cribbed a little bit and they've created their own. Own thing for is the that is that any of that to do with homologation? I wonder. No, GT2 so just, no. just kind of a name. No, yeah, so, okay. so, so the GT2 class now, there is a GT4 now, now class, no, no, so the GT2 class nowadays no, is not, known as GTE Pro. Okay, yeah, that's and that is what the um, the pink pig one moving oh, right okay. along. Before yeah. we get accused of talking too much about Porsche, which we always do, um, the next question is. Please do a review of family cars for under 500,000 Rand and good buys on Auto Trader. Not even sure how to tackle that one, so shall we set it aside yeah. and say, please do a section on the evolution of electronics in cars? The well, evolution that, of electronics. Well, hold on. No, that's an hold interesting. On, but hold on. Why, why wouldn't we have a little challenge? What's the best family car we can get under 500,000 Rand? Like, what, what would. I mean, that's a fair question. So you've got to classify okay, family that's, car. That's first. worked you up. Aston Martin Vantage. <laughs> <laughs> I agree, Mark. I take my kids to All right, school. So, our listener question is fired, Mark. You have to do more than one uh, trip. trip. That's more fun. Family car under 500,000 Rand, Mark. New or used? What about let's let's say, didn't mention that. Doesn't matter. What about on so, auto so, traders? So, 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 I mean, I, I would definitely recommend buying used because I mean, buying a new car is going to depreciate so mm. much, and we know we don't like that type of stuff. Thank you, Mike. So um, I don't know. Nissan Qashqai can't go wrong with Nissan Qashqai. No Depends what way. how big your family is. A, a one point five. Well, I mean, geez, guys. I mean, if you've got two kids and a wife. Okay, let's a, say two kids and a wife and a, and a dad. I mean, how much space do you really need? You need four seats. Yeah, so you got four seats. What I mean, a cash car can do that comfortably. So Thomas is probably right, and Aston if you need Martin seven seats, repeat, get an Aston Martin repeat. An extra fifty percent share in an Aston Martin <laughs> repeat. <laughs> That's our consumer advice. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, Top next. Tip. This, second this segment second is terrible. Uh, this is really not going well, listeners. We're so sorry. Um, we're going to blame it on the quality of the questions. So and the tequila. This is a good one, guys. Please do a section on what fog lights do. Okay, so allow hey. me, allow me, because I've said nothing in this entire segment except uh, and, you're, and you're professional. <laughs> so, so basically, when you're driving in fog, fog is reflective because it's fine particles of water vapor. So, when you have your main headlights on, okay, that light is refracted and it's reflected back, and it actually makes things harder to see. 
Okay. So fog lights are low down on the car in the front. And yeah. they, they're not that bright, but they give you enough penetration on the road ahead to see what's happening without blinding yourself with reflection. I think you're totally <coughs> wrong. No, I'm not. They're, I'll tell you exactly what they are. They're things that are fitted to BMWs to piss other people off. Don't they make you look cool? No, they but do at the front, but nothing is more uncool than leaving your rear yeah, fog light. The rear fog light thing, no, that is my biggest bugbear with motoring. But why? Because it shows people that you have a car with a rear fog light. No, but when it's or a Volkswagen up but with it a, is honestly, with, with no, what irritates me is <clears throat> most of the cars that have fog lights on have auto lights. In other words, if you leave the set the thing on A or auto, your lights come on automatically. You have to physically turn, on turn your lights. lights on and pull it out two notches to get all your fog lights to come on. That's so, correct. guys, maybe we should point out at this point for our listeners, consumer advice, real stuff. It is illegal. In other words, it is against the law to use your fog lights if there is no fog. Please keep that in mind. The rear is incredibly bright. It blinds the people behind you. The fronts are, marked, are low and reflect off the road and blind the people in front of you. Please, as much as you think that they're status symbols, <laughs> turn them off. It's yeah. illegal. So I, I, I had a, a 1973 Porsche um, RS replica that had CDA lamps on the, on the bonnet, <laughs> which are, cool. are rally lamps. And when I, when I used to turn the brights on, it used to be day. <laughs> and seriously, I used to make other you know, people cry on the road. Do you know what we haven't said this whole segment? Alpha 4C. We need to talk more about that. <laughs> no, we don't. No, we don't. Let's not put that back Please. on the table. Give us another question. Another question. Another question. Next question. This is a good one, guys, and I think we can get our really sink our teeth into this one. Um, someone wants to know, what's the difference between a straight six, a flat six, a V6, a rotary... Okay. Okay, so how should we answer? So, okay, a, a V6 means it's got six cylinders, and the cylinders are angled at a V to form a V. Arranged in a V yeah. format. A three on each side. Yeah, exactly. Very compact, compact engine. Yep. Um, Takes up as much space as a three-cylinder engine. Yeah, and uh, usually favored by Japanese marks. No. Lexus loves a V6. No, Alpha loves it. Alpha them. loved a V6 long before Lexus. Yeah. yeah well, and, and Ferrari Lexus loves a V6 in the Dino. Yeah. yeah. Well, these days, you know, in, in, in this day and age, you'll find a lot of Japanese marks with V6s. And also, it's kind of almost like a dying breed because people are downsizing with turbocharged force in yeah. the engine. So the V6 is kind of... Mm, and know. it produces a very nice, unique engine note. It does. Mm -hmm. And then you get the straight six, which is basically the same thing, except all the cylinders are arranged in a row, yep. straight. Takes up more space. Very long engine. Yeah. Favored by BMW. Yep. Uh, Mercedes is bringing it back as well. Okay. Uh, they make a very nice noise, actually. Straight sixes. Lovely straight sixes noise. are, uh, yeah. I mean, that, that's Lovely a BMW noise. hallmark. So the it straight is. six is, a, is an attractive option because it's inherently balanced. Yeah. Uh, so because it's inherently balanced, it's exceptionally smooth. Very smooth. And it can rev very well. So this is, so in other words, the choice of putting a V6 or a straight six in your car is an engineering decision made early on based usually on a number of compromises. Um, so you, you also production costs, but a V must be the most efficient in terms of power. And the only reason I say that is the current formula one cars that unfortunately don't sound like what they, the old ones used to, they're, they're 1.5 liter V6 turbos. So they would, but be, they don't sound good because they've got turbos. Yeah, exactly. But, 
the the I'm I'm getting to the the more the point that the V must be the most efficient in terms of power. Um, I think power to size and weight. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, they're, they're they're teeny tiny little things. So these are all differing. You know, it's a it's a combination of weight, size. Sticking with six cylinders, there's still the flat six, which well, is which is what they are. So so a boxer a boxer engine or a flat six is basically what you get in the Porsche 911, where all the cylinders are flat. Yeah, horizontally opposed. C- correct. Three on each end, and yeah. they call it a boxer. Because it looks like the cylinders are boxing each other. Boxing each other. They go towards each other and away from each other. Mm. So in other words, 180 degree V6. There's a there's a three cylinders on each side, but instead of having 90 degrees for argument's sake between them, there's 180, so they're horizontally yep. opposed. And now an interesting variation on the V6, which and this is probably the most boring thing we've ever discussed. Is the V4. It's actually, no, <laughs> actually is the W12, yeah. oh, which yeah. is essentially two V6s mated in the middle. Used in Bentleys. Mm-hmm. So Bentley took uh, a VW motor, effectively, a VR6 motor, which is actually a V6 that is so close together yeah, that it go. shares a head. So that's really technical. So W12 has two heads instead of four because it shares one per bank of V6s. No, honestly, I reckon. Very yeah. technical. So, very, very honestly, so then Mark, what's a rotary? Yeah. A rotary is a wankle. Is another name for a rotary is a wankle, yeah. <laughs> and it is a, a triangular. Oh, no, you describe it. No, they have they have lobes. So it's it, a triangle. It's so a triangle. Yeah, yeah. It, it spins it's a around a triangle a, that spins around inside a chamber, basically. A triangle. It's triangles within triangles. And they're known to be enormously um, ready because they have right? no up and down they're motion. Massively thirsty. Very thirsty. Love to rev. Very smooth. Yeah. Um, it also has very few uh, moving parts. Moving parts. I think like the only three. One. One. Three moving. The rotor. The rotor just moves. Yeah, oh, there's maybe some other things as well. As well. Yeah. Okay. So um, very, very smooth engine. Very high revving engine. And again, it was um, it was a, a design that was kind of pioneered by by Mazda. Yeah. Mazda has a big heritage with rotary engines. Uh, they won Le Mans. They were the first Japanese mark to ever win Le Mans. With, and that uh, car sounded phenomenal. Eh? Did so well, but I can only think of only one other manufacturer that, that did a, did a, a wankle. Mm. Who? The, the Mercedes, the, that triple one, the C triple one. Did they use a? N- not all of them. Some of the uh, com- some of them they, they they made a few variants, but one of them had. A, There's a, a motorbike as well. I think it's Suzuki. There was a Suzuki with a rotary engine as well. Um, the R80 um, was a wankle as well. What? Um, the pre-Audi, but uh, we, we, oh. let's not talk yeah. about that. There's today. one more configuration we haven't discussed, and that's a radial engine. Well, that's when all the cylinders are… On aeroplanes. On aeroplanes. Yeah. Like in, in Casablanca. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when they're in the fog. So all the cylinders… Suddenly everything's gone so romantic. The cylinders uh, go effectively <laughs> in a circle configuration. So they all have one central crankshaft. Yeah. And they all. Anyway, this is very technical and boring. But uh, if you have any more questions, questions. do we have any Uh, more questions? Tom Falconer, Triple One on Twitter. Let us know what you'd like us to answer, and we'll do our very best to muck it up or just entertain you, you know? We are done, Mark. You don't have to whisper. (laughs) Whisper, (laughs) That's it for our QA segment. We're going to take a quick break, and when we get back, we're going to have a little debate about cars and movies. Welcome back to the show. 
Guys, in this segment, Mark, you've got some exciting news. Do I? Or is it exciting? No, no. So uh, I was um, I was reading for the, through the news mm. last night, and I saw that uh, they've announced they're making Bad Boys Three, which I mean is a car cult movie, if you ask me. Is well, it? one was. I one mean, was. was. Two wasn't. No, two really was. Great. Two, they maybe missed the mark. So let's just uh, tell our four hundred listeners exactly what cars they used in the first two. First one was a legendary nine six four. 3.6 turbo. Yeah, which is which. Why so that's a Porsche 911. Great Porsche 911. One of the greatest <laughs> widowmakers. Very ever. rare. They made 80 something cars. Like no, no, yeah, no, yeah. no, no, no. But I think it was. I think no, quite a bit more than that. I think it they're was, not. They're about not a thousand. Really, I think it was about no, a thousand. No, it wasn't. They're not no, really no, widowmakers. No, okay. Anyway, I've driven a 964 3.3 around Germany fast. Of course you have. Chasing a 911R, so we were going very fast. Tom, I've heard enough. And, and I, I was surprised how stable that car was and forgiving it was. Mm. So but famously in the movie, it raced against a uh, Cobra. It did. And a genuine Cobra, well, what we presume was a genuine Cobra. Mm. Um, yeah, and then followed by Bad Boys 2, where Will Smith drove a Ferrari 575. Am I right? Did he? Yeah. I don't remember. It was either a 550 or it's a It's a bit of a downgrade. No, it was a 575 because it had a... Um, automatic gearbox Flappy pedal Flappy pedal uh-huh. gearbox A yeah, silver 575 yeah. yeah Although I think they made Some manual 575s Very rare in fact, in fact They actually they made did. A couple of uh, Manual 599s Which They that's, did too That's seriously so, rare So in the movie Will mm. Smith is a Detective He's a detective But he's also um, Very he, smooth but he's wealthy. He's a ladies' man. He's got a lot of. Uh, it doesn't add up. I mean, he's wait, a cop with. He's a, no, no, but he says it in the first yeah. one that he's 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 a trust fund kid. He's a trust fund kid and must he apologise for his money anyway? So he drives these fancy cars and he's a detective, and his partner drives some banged up uh, station wagon. So Bad Boys Three, what car are they going to use? That is the question. Well, what do we think? I think. What like, would you choose? Well, I think what the movie franchise is going to do is they're going to try and get clever and they're going to try and approach Porsche or Porsche might get clever and try and approach them and say, listen, here's a new movie. There's going to be a lot of buzz around it. We want to insert a hot new product into the film, mm. which is... The Taycan. It's going to be the Taycan. I think so. Yeah, could I be. Think if so. they go to Porsche, because they've been to Ferrari, they've been to Porsche, what if they go to someone like... Aston. Aston. No, so, or so, so let's McLaren. ask a question Why not a 720S? Because he's got taste. Or a sinner. Because he's got taste. Guys, I think you you guys are are very knowledgeable. I'm asking the question. Thanks, Mike. (laughs) What do you think they should be driving? Like, we should be actually advising this. So what do you think they should be driving? Oh, because they're probably going to be listening to this. I might do. Okay, then I say... I think think the Taycan kind of works because you've you've still got throwback to the original one. It's still going to be kind of sporty and it's going to accelerate very fast and... You still have like that that kind of responsibility, that modern day social responsibility thing, yeah. which people love ticking. So a, a Taycan is an electric car. You think that that's that's going to be the new? That's going to be cool enough? Yeah, yeah. I don't Tesla's know. cool. Tesla's so, okay, made electric so, cars so cool. The lead character, Mike Lowry, mm. who's Will Smith. Mike Lowry. Mike Lowry. He's a bit older. Uh, he's, still like, he's still a, a ladies' man. He's still a bachelor. Has he settled he's down? No? Still a cop. Doubt it. He's definitely not going to buy a Taycan. Maybe, maybe a McLaren. It might be something. It's, it's be def- something. I think. I think it's going to have doors that open up. Yes. So maybe a Lamborghini. You mean the doors of a billionaire? Maybe an Aventador. 
The tools yeah. of so, so actually, I'm just talking about the, the Turbo 3.6. No. Nah, nah. Sure. Guys, it's, it's too, too specialized. I, I have a question. The first movie, how old are the cars in the movies? In other words... So the first so movie, I'll Google it, but I think it came out in like the late no, 90s. So in other words, it, is, the nine, yeah. is that 964 Turbo current yeah, for when current. the movie yeah, came out? Yeah, it was. Okay, yeah, it was. so it was the 550 but, million. But I've got to tell you, one of the coolest things that I've seen in my entire life, car-wise. Mm. I was in Varsity, and I was going to study on a Saturday morning. And there was a turbo 3.6 in front of us, and it had a boogie board strapped to the rear wing. Oh, yeah. For and extra downforce. <laughs> no, because he was going surfing. Yeah, that's awesome. Where? Yeah, well, uh, in Cape Town. There's a oh, little okay. uh, plot twist for Pretty cool, that, for, eh? That is for the movie. Cool. And it was yeah. black. Mm. Very nice. Uh, okay, so then it's got to be a current car that Will Smith, he's, he's getting on a little bit, but he's still... Might He's be looking Bentley, good. Eh? He's a Maybe Bentley. Bentley. And I'll tell no. you actually. And I'll tell you no, what I'm, I'm. I'm actually a little bit obsessed with at the moment is the new Continental GT. Good looking car. Good looking car. Handsome, eh? Mm. Yeah, they've, they've, they've dropped the, the the bonnet line a little bit. The boot roof line as well. Yeah, right. looking still sleek. W12 really? I think. Eh? Yeah. Oh, it is seriously. It's it's the first Bentley that I've ever seen. There. It is. I really, the I could own that. Price. What's eh? the price point on those? Like Four million. Probably. Yeah. Right. You want to. Buy one second hand. Hell of a lot of car though. I don't know. It does nothing for me. <laughs> Come on, Tom. Okay, so it's so another Bentley. Not easily um, moved. I reckon a McLaren. That's what he's going to drive. That's my top. Maybe tip. a McLaren. What, like a five seven five? No, it'll be the best one. Yeah, it'll be a seven twenty. Maybe that's five new. No, nah, it'll be a seven twenty. It'll be a seven twenty. Seven twenty. Do they still make the seven twenty? So yeah. I think a, yeah. a McLaren seven twenty S. I think is is great. Cool. I think it's around. Mm. I'm not saying I love it. But I think it's probably what he's going to drive. Be yellow, three. orange. Watch the space. The, pro- the problem with for, with it is that you know the original one was done because the Turbo three point six was just ridiculously cool. This is going to be product placement. But now. you know what? It it didn't it didn't suit him. I don't think. Like I didn't think that that car would end up in that movie. So the mm. reason we're talking about this is because there's not a lot of car content in movies these days. Uh, we haven't really had any amazing chase scenes. Transformers. Oh my I've never seen Transformers. I haven't seen that. Yeah. My kids watch that. What? But, like, no, Megan D- Fox is in Transformers. Oh, well, you should be watching I'll it. I'll watch it next time. Go, go home now and say, listen. <laughs> anyway, so we're hoping that it's a cool car and it's a cool movie. And uh, yeah. Yeah, we'll have a look and see. Guys, we're going to take another break and uh, we'll be back shortly. Welcome back to the final segment of Cargumentative, and uh, to take this one away, Nadav. So guys, I want to talk about Lexus. Mm. Okay. Uh, Lexus is the luxury division of Toyota. Mm. They've been available uh, in South Africa for a long time. They've carved out a, a reasonable niche, I think, in the markets. They've been around. They're not going anywhere. They're doing okay. Uh, they've never done spectacularly well. But... It seems to be a very divisive, very, very divisive brand, Lexus. And what brought this on this week is that a member of our posse here. Who could talent, it be? Who could it be? Is shopping for cars. Mark has decided he needs a daily. Yeah. And uh, one of the things that we advised him to go have a look at, he wants something that's quiet, wants something that's comfortable. 
Uh, he I wants in a lot of traffic. Bluetooth. Reliable. He wants it to be reliable. He sits in a lot of traffic. He's also just turned 40. Yeah. He doesn't care anymore. So he's looking for something that um, will basically define, you know, the the sort of the twilight years of his life. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, oh, that is so rude. He's given up. Yeah. So, okay, so my dear friend Nadav so said, go drive me. a Lexus. He told me to go and drive a Lexus. In fact, he found me one. And he said, it's at this dealership. They know you well. Go and drive a What car. was it? An LFA? <laughs> well, I was expecting LFA type quality. But what I got was the most dreary, uninspiring, underpowered. Well, you drove the wrong one. You should have driven the, the it, IS350. I wasn't. Well, that's out of the said price. No, it can't be. It was. And... For the sake of this argument, how I much drove we, how much are we talking about? Let's just let under two hundred thousand. Under two hundred thousand. Okay, you'll struggle to okay. get one. Yeah, so so we're looking at and it can help with uh, your previous question on family cars and around that subject. So I'm expecting uh, they look good. So don't get me wrong, Lexus makes some very nice looking cars, hmm. and I'm expecting it to be like you said, a quality Toyota. So Toyotas are good quality. No, I know that. You okay, don't have to so tell they, me. They screw together well. Doesn't mean they screw together in a nice way. They are. Just well. So things don't come off. But their things are very plasticky. So I was is expecting this, Lexus to be a little less plasticky. Is this a discussion about perceived quality? Yes. So there's this Starting concept off, of perceived so quality. So I'm, I'm taking you down the perceived quality route into, actual quality. into the actual quality. Ah. So my perceptions were, were high. You set the bar high, man. I'm sorry. You said ignore the German sedans. Go to the Japs. They're going to impress you. I've never been so let down. Cut my ride short. Got back to the dealership, threw the keys back at the gentleman who offered me the car and said, how can you allow me to drive such so a So no car? Lexus for you this week, Mark. You drove the wrong one. Like it's, the it's IS- a V6. It's a two and a half liter V6. Yes, it's an IS250. It couldn't not- get out of, it, out of its own way. No, so Thomas, what are the, <laughs> you're, the, you're the motoring professional. Yeah, right? I am, yeah. Tell us, what are the uh, highlights of, of Lexus? Of Lexus. Well, the great thing about Lexus is like everybody bitches and whines about cars looking the same today, okay? Audi looks the same. BMW looks the same. You Mercedes mean their look, models look the same as Mercedes each other? Mercedes look, yeah, they all yeah. look the same. They all blend into each other. I okay. wish somebody would make cars that look different again. Everybody says on their soapbox. Lexus comes along and starts making cars that look very different. They do. Very well. Um, extreme design big language, grill. big spindle grills, and everyone's looking, oh, what are these things? They're hideous. <laughs> They're disgusting. Lexus is making cars that stand out from the German, uh, the, 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 the banal German design. Yeah, you know, but that, the, the one I drove didn't have any, I don't know. It, so it was comfortable and it was quiet and it was good looking and it was very refined. But it had no soul. There was nothing there. Yeah, but that's, I, am, no, but I, for one, though, am very disappointed. Me, what's no, that? No, I'll tell you why. Because I'm going to look at Lexus's. No, because that too. I mean, I can take the piss out of you yeah. on the fact that you are now driving a C class testing diesel. Lovely thing. Yeah, I mean <laughs> did you get matching slippers? But if if you had I found an, slippers you, in the back of your Ferrari. But if you actually. had it's true. But um <laughs> but if you had um bought the Lexus I mean, that would have been massively entertaining for us. Absolutely. You would have been speaking about it forever. You no. would have gone the up in my book. The just blends in. No one, talks, no one even notices it in the parking lot now. 
It's a fantastic thing. Was it in the parking lot? <laughs> exactly. I had no, no idea. No one noticed. I truly did I've never driven it. a car where I no must, one looks at me. I must be honest. I pull I off and, and no one even notices the sound it makes. No one no one bugs me in traffic. No one wants my autograph. It's so, amazing. <laughs> so so the Lexus USP. And Thomas, you didn't have to sell the Aston. And concerned. I didn't have to sell the Aston. Yeah. I'm going to throw something at you if you keep on talking over each other. Okay. <laughs> Please, guys, one at a time. Yeah. Um, so the USP for Lexus, as far as you're concerned mm. at the moment, is aesthetics. They're uh, trying to stand out from the crowd. The other thing that they've been fantastic at is actual quality. I think in the last 10 or 12 years, they've consistently topped the JD Power Survey mm-hmm. for quality. In other words, the cars that they produce are convincingly well built, very well built. Uh, which which is important, uh, you know, from an ownership point of view. They're yeah. going to last well. They're going to be reliable. But I agree that that's perhaps not the real and end all. But they also do make passionate products, like I think I took you in it. Uh, the LC500. You neglected to okay. take me in. I it took somebody else. That's else. a nice looking car. Yeah, that is and a, it sounds good. And yeah. it sounds good. And it's naturally aspirated. It's the last hurrah when everybody else is making turbocharged stuff. Who's like the last bastion of making really cool, naturally Natural. aspirated cars? Turns out it's Lexus. Yeah, Lexus, kudos. I agree with you. Yeah. That is fantastic. Awesome car. Yeah. And that thing is just you know. I think I think I think they do a lot for the automotive world in terms of. Design and um, you know, like just doing cool, cool things that that people that other marks don't do. Yeah, and, All right. they, they, and they don't great. They don't get credit for that. So top four Lexus Lexi. Apparently, it's officially Lexi for the record. Mm. Um, so top four at number four. Um, I'm going to put the IS three fifty as fantastic value for yeah. money, power, power, comfort. Have you been in one? Have you driven one? One of my best friends just bought, Jesse bought one, an, an IS350. And is it lovely? The F Sport. I drove it last Friday. And great car. What, what, what do you need? And at number but, yeah, three, what we have everything, yeah. the ISF, a naturally aspirated 5-liter V8 mm, that is with nice. an 8-speed autobox, four yeah. exhaust pipes. Fake. They are fake. 309 kilowatts. Fantastic looking yeah. thing. Yamaha at, engine. At number two, the really? current on sale LC500. Fantastic looking thing. Same 5 liter V8. I think a 10 speed autobox. Yeah. Looks like it's just landed from space. And sounds like a GTE. Sounds like a GTE. car. It's awesome. And of course, at the top at number one of our Lexus countdown is. For me, for me there, there actually is only one. To be honest, all the other stuff, it's like no you're, you're scrounging around in the Lexus in the Lexus toy bin just to try and find something to make up the, no the, the top four. No, um, so much choice. There's lots. There's even the RC, Do, which I like. The RC I, looks very good. I saw the LFA at SWAT Corps in the flesh. Very disappointing. No, no. It, 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 the aesthetics of it aren't fantastic, but it the is it possibly, possibly the best sounding. Wait, 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 Mark, you are wrong. You guys are talking about aesthetics and you both love the McLaren Senna. Yeah. I it, think we'll have to end it there. It's I mean, they obviously don't <laughs> no, know what they're no, talking about. No, but the LFA is... is, is Possibly the greatest sounding road car of all time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the LFA has a Yamaha developed V10. V10. It's basically a Formula One engine. It's basically yeah. a Formula it's One engine. Fantastic carbon bodied supercar. Yeah. It revs, revs so quickly gone. that they had to develop a digital gauge to allow the needle to move fast enough mm. to match the revs. Incredible Which story. is incredible. What a car. What an absolute. So Lexus's Lexi aren't bad. Maybe aren't fast or powerful enough to break their parts, hence the reliability. 
But anyway, yeah, Mark's not going to buy one, but you guys all should. Go and drive there, an is ISF. Is there a chance that in this room that there will never ever be a Lexus owned? I, I would love to. definitely own one. If I had some money, you'll definitely. If I had some money, I would go out it's and, his halo and I would get myself an ISF. I love the ISF. It is so cool. It's understated. It blends in. It's got that fantastic engine. It sounds like a million bucks. If you and have no an one ISF, will look at you. If you have an ISF for sale, hit him up at, at Thomas Faulkner Triple One. Tom Faulkner Triple One. Tom Faulkner Triple One. He's going to buy one. Exactly. Guys, thank you very much for joining me again in the studio. Um, I'm sorry I was jet lagged. I'm Thanks sorry the dub was Tom. grumpy. But, Always uh, grumpy. And then I was grumpier than you. Gr- I had to hold the whole show together. You thank did. you, Mark. Anchor man. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, as Mark says, if you guys have any questions for us, just hit me up at Tom Faulkner Triple One, and uh, we'll try and, and answer them as it was best we can. As, as best we can. <laughs> Until then, keep it safe out on the roads. From me, Tom Faulkner, and everybody else in the studio. Bye, everyone. Ciao. Cheers. Ciao.